Dr. Cypherline asked me if I was going to give a self-defense course here today, but that's not what we're going to talk about. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Dr. Shannon Linen, and I haven't had the opportunity to meet a lot of you since I've returned in 2020 uh, because I am the Dean of Online and Graduate Studies, which means I work a lot with the population that you don't see every day, uh, about the 250 plus students that we are happy to serve here at your college and maybe someday including you. So I thought I would take a minute just to show you some of the things that I work with, uh, such as our bachelor's to master's program in the organizational and global leadership or the master's of arts in education program, our dual enrollment, summer classes, fifth year eligibility, uh, and we have face-to-face -face and uh, online classes for you. So if you haven't had the opportunity to meet me and have heard about rumors of those programs, you are putting officially a face with me and I have a great team and we would love to chat with you about what that means for you. So I am again upstairs in the second floor of Mackey and you can find me there which is a little out of the beaten path but you all go to lunch so I look forward to uh, hordes of you coming to see me in the next uh, few days. So okay so I just thought I would share uh, that's my title and we'll move to the next slide. Some of my interests that I wanted to share with you include that I have a lot of experience and have done a lot of research in a lot of different areas such as business, social-emotional learning and leadership, the bibliotherapy, educational tactics, marketing, etc. And with that in mind, uh, it is important that you kind of understand what a giant nerd I am and that this is generally what I do in my spare time is read these kind of uh, educational elements and, and think about how this directly applies to you. And that might seem kind of boring, but really it, it brings a whole new light to how we act and react and how you as students need to be taken care of. And so my objective today is to really allow for you to experience um, a kind of research that I've been, that I have worked on and that I, I have passion for. Um, Dr. Kathleen Wheeler and I, Dr. Frank Wheeler's wife, I published a paper a couple of years ago on bibliotherapy, and so I thought I would work with you a little bit today in hopes that you can uh, engage with, with bibliotherapy and consider how stories and narrative have power and that you should consider using them as a tactic for considering what you need to work on on yourselves. This uh, term our semester, we call them terms and online, uh, has to do with perspective here in chapel. And sometimes that has a, a different meaning for everyone. You hear the same story and how that relates to yourself. And so we are going to consider uh, the next slide here. And I'm going to circle around to asking you uh, an important question, which I hope that you can walk away at least for today on February 16th and say, what is my block? So we're going to read uh, a story called Maybe Tomorrow, which is used in some of my, my research here, uh, by Charlotte Agel and Anna, Anna Ramirez-Gonzalez. And they are phenomenal authors. If you have a passion for children's book or want to be an educator or a psychology person working with educators, maybe you should look at some of their uh, their other works. So, but what I want to share this one to you because it's really special to me personally. Um, it has a, a personal meaning to me, and I hope that maybe it can be relatable to you. 
Okay? So let's follow along. Has beautiful picture. I don't know if the, the lighting here gives it justice, but it says Elba has a big block. She'd been dragging it around for a long time. It made her walk slowly, it made her think darkly, and it was heavy. Norris danced everywhere he went, even uphill. One day, Elba was sitting along, sitting on her block in a park as she usually did, and along came Norris and a cloud of butterflies, and at first Elba couldn't see him and all of that shininess. Hello, I'm Norris, he said. Do you want to go on a picnic? I'm Elba, said Elba, and I do not go on picnics. Well, what is it that you would like to do, said Norris? Sit here on my block. But you are already doing that. I know. Is it fun? Not really. No. What's in it, Norris wanted to know. In it, said Elba. What do you mean? Well, it's a box, isn't it? Something must be inside of it. It's not a box, said Elba. It's a block. Are you sure, said Norris? Yes, said Elba, prodding it with her umbrella. She already always carried one in case that it rained. Norris sat down to, next to Elba. I feel something in there, he said. What, asked Elba, who didn't feel a thing. Something sad, said Norris. I think it wants to come out. How, whispered Elba. Norris and Elba sat there thinking. The butterflies flitted this way and that. Maybe tomorrow, said Norris, as the sun set. And maybe, said Elba. The next day it was raining, and the butterflies looked a little damp. And the weather didn't slow down Norris, though. You're making me dizzy, said Elba. It's time for tea, said Norris. They had quite a good tea with a little rain in it. Maybe tomorrow, said Norris. Maybe, said Elba, if tomorrow ever comes. Tomorrow didn't come, but another day did. It's really time, said Norris, because I want you to come to the ocean with me. Okay, I'll just take my block, said Elba. She surprised herself. It's too heavy, she added, right? My, my butterflies and I will help you, said Norris. And they did help, and it was a very, very long journey. And Elba and Norris talked and didn't talk. I miss little bird, said Elba, as they crested the last hill, and she is gone. I miss her too, said Norris, and Elba paused. But you didn't know her. No, but you are my friend, so I can help you miss her. By the time they got to the shore, Norris knew many things about little bird. We watched the moon together, said Elba, and she taught me to sing. We were hardly ever apart. She loved you so much, said Norris. Yes, said Elba, as the waves crashed, and some of the butterflies started to fly out towards the horizon. Come back, shouted Elba. It's okay, said Norris. Sometimes we have to let things go. They both sat down to rest on Elba's block, but there wasn't enough room. I think it's smaller, said Elba in amazement, and lighter. Definitely, agreed Norris. Together they stood and faced the roaring sea. I'll always have this block, you know, said Elba. Yes, maybe you will, said Norris, but I will come and help you carry it sometime. The two friends stayed by the ocean until the sun set and the view was calm, and some of the butterflies came back and some flew off forever. And the next day was sunny. Do you want to go on a picnic, Norris asked. Yes, said Elma. 
This story, maybe tomorrow, it has a lot of meanings. Um, bibliotherapy doesn't talk about direct communication. It talks about engaging uh, with the things that you need to be uh, considering inside. And as you are thinking about that, and we ask the question, what are you doing with your block? Whether that's block is a person that you've lost, or something that you're searching for, or a change in your life, you need to consider um, what, what times you need to sit, and what time you need to let others help you, and what time you really need to be spending time, or what amount of time you need to be spending with that block. As you feel the weight, sometimes that's comfortable, but you remember that you choose it. And as we think about what is, if it's holding you back, consider asking if others can help. I brought a couple of verses to um, help us consider our perspective. That sometimes we need to sit, and God tells us this. says, sometimes we can sit down on our block and we can say, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in his spirit. And maybe that brings you hope. Maybe that brings you time to consider what you need to be working on. And sometimes we need to let others help us with our block, and we can say to God and to the others that are helping us with their burden, your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. As we consider what we are doing, my real big encouragement with you is that you take time to figure out what you need to do to release it or to shrink it, <clears throat> excuse me. As we wrap up today, um, my challenge to you is to let stories to really feed into you. If you, if you will have reading or education or passion, have a passion for others and engagement, or whether or not you just have a friend that you can reach out to, um, take some time, ask for that help. If you already have your phones out, uh, engage in texting someone right now and ask them to meet up and have coffee or engage and to share your story. Um, Elba has a strong one, and I know that people in your life either need help if you are ready to be a Norris or if you are needing help as an Elba. So I encourage you to always put your perspective in God and uh, know that your words have power. Thank you.